0: Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Welcome. Welcome. This is a different kind of show because normally it's Becky with me or Becky with someone else. But now it's me without Becky. So we're starting off weird. So this is your shelf or mine. Yay. And that's Jennifer King,
1: which you'll remember from Scandinavian Noir. Right.
0: Yay. Yay. <laughs>
1: from all my horrid mispronunciations, <laughs> which I think I can do again this time.
0: I don't think they would have known if you hadn't said that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Now, now they doubt you, right? But they didn't.
1: No, I, I,
0: I fully, I was full disclosure last time. (laughs) Very cool. So, uh, we're putting out a huge thank you to Jennifer for being a pinch hitter, um, in an emergency situation. So thanks, Jennifer, very much.
1: You're welcome. Aw,
0: sweet. (laughs) Excellent. So I guess we'll tell you why Becky's not here. Yeah, Becky had a bit of an incident today. She uh, went home for lunch, and um, her dog escaped from her yard.:
1: I know Yeah,
0: so she is out there looking for that dog right now. so We're if thinking you good see thoughts. him: Yeah. if you see him, <laughs> bring him back. Yes. <laughs> His name is Booker. So uh, tell him he's a bad dog, and, and then bring him home. Yes, perfect. Yeah, so good luck, Becky. We hope you find him. But that means we are uh, changing things up a little bit. So
1: what do you feel like doing? Wow. um, Since this is only the second time I've been here, I don't know. I know we're full swing into summer reading. Yeah, we should really talk about that because that's Mm all-consuming on every floor
0: of the library. That's, yes. Right. So, and you and Becky run that show. Yes. So how's it going?
1: So far, so good. We just started um, Friday the 14th was our first official kickoff, and it's been busy. We've got lots of kids coming in, signing up uh, with their families. We've had our first Rocket Babies program, which was pretty full and exciting. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're just getting into the swing of things now.
0: So what is the um, activity calendar for the normal activity So our
1: calendar. normal activity cal- calendar, um, so Wednesday mornings, we will have our Rocket Babies program. So that's basically babies, young toddlers, and their parents. We do hold that in the MJO. It's a short half hour, you know, stories and bouncy rhymes and songs, and it's lots of fun. Um, Wednesday afternoons is an all-ages event, and we try to hold those outside on the library lawn if the weather cooperates. And we'll every week's going to be a different theme. So later in the month, we'll have um, there's going to be a Jedi Jedi camp and some crafts and different activities. So you can find that on our website. Most likely is longviewlibrary.org. That's probably the best place to to get all the information. Um, Friday mornings we do an outdoor stories and crafts. Also weather permitted. That's for all ages. There's usually a story time. Becky tells some really bad jokes. <laughs> They're good jokes, and <laughs> um, we do a, a craft. Uh, that's part uh, part of that. So. Craft is usually recommended for three and up, but we have um, younger kids that come. We invite you to bring a blanket to put on the grass or um, some chairs or whatever you like. We put some things down and we have the picnic tables out there, but um, you're always welcome to bring whatever makes you comfortable.
0: Right. And it is a great time and lots of fun for everybody. Yes. And... They also can participate by reading books, right?
1: So how mm-hmm. do
0: they do the Beanstack thing?
1: Right, so um, there's a Beanstack tracker app. So if you've um, got your smartphone or tablet, you can just download that, um, sign up, add your kids, register um, for any of the you know summer challenges we have. So we have one for babies, we have one for kids, we have one for teens. And, um, so you can just do that with track days. Um, you can track events and you earn points towards prizes. Um, you can also go to our website at longviewlibrary.org and look for the Beanstack, uh, logo down towards the bottom of, I think, just about every page. And that will take you to a web-based, um, the Beanstack site where you can do all of those things too.
0: Perfect. And um, what is, because you can, you're going off of points.
1: Yeah, more or less. So last year we switched to a days um, program instead of keeping track of minutes and titles. So what we want um, readers to do is develop a habit of reading over the summer. So you and your family can set your, your your daily goal, and then once you've met that goal, Um, You'll log that day. So, Beanstack just has a little calendar, and you can just click on that day and it counts. Um, Each day is going to give you 10 points. So, for our what's usually our super reader, this year it's our reading rocketeer prize. We're wanting you to get 30 points or 300 points, which would be uh, 30 days. Except you can also earn points 10 points by coming to some of those events that I talked about. So, the Wednesday afternoon programs and the Friday morning programs. The teens can also earn points by coming to, um, they can come to the all ages programs or they can come to, um, we have special teen events on Tuesday nights from 6 to 7.30. Yeah. And um, even though
0: I haven't been a teen- teenager for a very long time, I really want to get some of that glow activity.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I am very
1: much looking forward yeah, to yeah, that. yeah. So that's the last big teen event of the summer. I, the date is the 23rd? Yeah, yeah, July 23rd. So we're having a glow party. So glow-in-the-dark um, crafts, glow-in-the-dark games. We're apparently going to have some glow-in-the-dark food. Oh, my gosh. You can wear um, glow-in-the-dark clothing or, you know, anything that reacts to black light. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there's going to be a lot of um, glow-in-the-dark giveaways. Oh, my gosh. I can hardly hardly contain myself.
0: (laughs) So on the other side of summer reading, our um, adults can also participate. And um, as you heard in the last one, we're having fire it up in the summer instead of the winter. So what you can do is every time you read a book, you actually have to fill out a form with a review of the book. And turn that in, and every week we will pull prizes, and at the end of the six-week summer reading program, we will put all of the names from the whole county together to pull three grand prize winners for three different 10-inch Kindle fires. Yeah,
1: so you could win big. Very big. Very big. And it's summer, so it's extra hot. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) wasn't it? (laughs) Becky would be proud. She will
0: be proud. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we have other things happening at the library to bring up. We have a presentation that's going to be happening next week. And I don't know that you'll um, be able to uh, attend it or hear about it in time. But we have a musical presentation by... Uh, Dorian Michael, which he visited us last year and did a blues and and R&B guitar program. And this time he's bringing Nicole Stromso with him. And she is a singer who also sings blues, R&B, jazz standards, those kinds of things. And they do an excellent show together. So hopefully uh, the 26th of June, you'll be able to attend. I don't know if I should bring up two... That, um, my vacation is going to be, <laughs> and so, uh, there will be other guests on well, the podcast. It, the there? way that my vacation works is the next show would be the 4th of July. Oh, and so we're going to have to do it early anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to plan for the 1st of July to do our show. And then the next one isn't until the 18th oh, of okay. July, so I'll be back and it's ready almost to do. As that. If you planned it that way, I didn't, but it's almost <laughs> as if. <laughs> and then in July we have all kinds of cool programming for adults. And I, if you were able to attend last year, we have our um, plant food creations lady coming. She's going to do plant based food recipes and instructions hmm. and. That was very tasty and very popular. So that will happen in July, uh, in addition to summer reading. So come. All kinds of cars. things going on. Yeah. If you look at my agenda, right, it I just know. says off. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: but the rest of us yeah. will be around. <laughs> They'll be there. Yeah. Suckers. <laughs> nice.
0: Very cool. So is there anything else uh, planning or happening or do you have any reports on things that did already happen? Wow. And it's, it's a lot at once. Sorry. It is a
1: lot at once. Um, I'm actually looking forward to, and this is will be in the past by the time this comes out, but um, we're going to have uh, Jan Hansen coming by tomorrow with her vintage trailer which she has decorated and converted into a puppet theater so that's going to be our big first um kickoff event um so
0: yeah and unfortunately this will be past news Mm -hmm. by the time you hear this but hopefully you all saw the information go out to the public about her coming and so you can come visit with her and check back in it's been a long time since she's been here yeah i'm looking forward to seeing her
1: hearing about her travels yeah yeah and then, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm um, I'm in full on summer reading mode, and I haven't quite caught up yet. That, so that means she's brain dead. I am. That's I am totally means. brain dead. So I'm I'm thinking
0: like one day ahead of time right now. <laughs> After this, we'll put you in a twelve step program. <laughs> right. Yeah. Brain brain function yeah. recovery. After
1: just a vacation in August. That's yeah. You
0: know, Looking forward to. It. Very nice. Okay.
1: What's your vacation? I don't know I haven't even planned it I'm just like there's going to be some time off yeah. after
0: summer eating yeah. yeah nice that'll be exciting I um think nothing of I think only of my vacation coming up right now because well, yeah. well I'm anal and so I have a packing <laughs> list that I need to accomplish and it's a big trip You're so right. I am trying to make sure everything is accounted for and it's very funny because I've had the trip on the books for such a long time mm-hmm. that it doesn't seem like it's only a week and a half away.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Now. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm excited. Lydia's excited. Yeah.
0: All right. As everyone remembers, we are doing our historical novel set in a non-English speaking country. So um fortunately for us, Jennifer reads books outside of here that, you know, are fitting right into our little category. <laughs> Cause she didn't even know what the what category was. Coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, yeah. It worked out great. So um I read The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Okay. And which one did you read?
1: I read um Salt Houses by and I Hala. Italian. And uh, full disclosure, uh, I did not read this this year. I read it last year. So it's not, I can't count it for this challenge. But we can talk. But about it. we can talk about sure. it. Yeah. And so it's a good recommendation if you're still looking for this particular Topic. category. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so do you want to go ahead and talk about yours first?
1: So, so this is one, we actually read this um, with the page turner's uh, the library book group last year and um, it takes place in the Middle East, not in any one place because it's um, a basically a family of refugees that have been displaced by different things that have happened. So they've been um, from uh, Kuwait and Amman and some of them end up in Paris, some of them in Boston and it follows i think two or three generations um and it's it's pretty interesting cuz it starts i think i think in the 60s when one of the daughters is getting married and it just all of the the political unrest and all the things that happen after you know you you get these glimpses of how people are just trying to live their normal lives just as we are over here. Um, but under such, you know, like chaotic circumstances, and it was a very good book. I just really liked it because the, you know, she did a very good job of, of developing all the characters, even though you were, you were basically switching. I mean, it was going through, um, moving through different, um, periods of time. And so sometimes it was hard to keep track of, you know, where, where are we now? What, what has happened in the last six years? You know, at one, one point you think that one of the sons is going to be radicalized into doing something um, dangerous. And, and then, you know, you visit him five, six, you know, ten years later and his life is totally different. And it, but, it, you know, it's not... She connects all the dots in a, a way that's really interesting.
0: That is cool. I um, so the people that are in your story, mm-hmm. they come from
1: many different places, or is it one? They all started. They all started in Jaffa. Oh, okay. Um, and so that was their homeland, and I think some of them eventually got back there, but then it was such a different place; it wasn't home anymore. And then trying to define what is home now that we're not, you know, we don't have a home. And so different family members were finding, you know, we like Kuwait, others move to the States and we're home and we're having American children. And, you know, so there's this sense of family, but there's not really a sense of you know, one home anymore, if that makes sense. It well, does. Yeah. It's, um, I, you know, uh, displaced people, you know, they're, what they
0: thought was their home is no longer right, in yeah. existence. So, but I think that, uh, I think that's fascinating that you can follow them along a timeline that's pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was good about it?
1: What was good about it? Yeah, you recommended. So. Oh. Well, I mean, I liked. Um, I'm gonna stumble on this. I really liked. I, I liked the description of the place, you know, the different places that they were in, and sometimes. Um, and I liked the kind of the most of what we're learning, or you know, what we're seeing about that area is the politics and the violence and everything that's going on. And so it was nice to see. You know, real people um, and just their basic, you know, their daily existence. And, you know, there were periods of time when, you know, different things were happening, like in Kuwait, and they're all, you know, glued to their television, looking, you know, watching the news, seeing like what's going to happen next. They were just, you know, it's just real people. And I think that was yeah that makes a big difference um
0: i uh said that i had read the tattooist of auschwitz Mm -hmm. and i had the same feeling you know these are real people so even though it's a historical novel uh these instances occurred Mm -hmm. and this is the i guess the retelling of what actually happened and so it is on one hand real and, but on the other hand, in this case, still a novel that you, right. can, you yeah. can get into the characters and, and try to see what they're mm-hmm. seeing. What was interesting is that Matilda took a class this last semester on the um, literature of the Holocaust. And so she had been talking about quite a few different books okay. about the Holocaust. And so it was interesting because one of the questions uh, was, should there be fiction about the Holocaust? And so that during the course of their time, oh, yeah, during the course of their class, they had discussions on whether or not mm-hmm. it should all be based on something that happened to someone or should there be fiction mm-hmm. based on that time period. Which is an interesting thing to think about because, you know, regardless of the book, there is going to be some poetic license, let's say, or misremembered information. And Mm -hmm. you're just going to put it down and and it could be fiction or historical. But the nature of the novel or the book is not fiction per se. Right. Right. And so talking about it in terms of, well, do you just make up a story about this and that's okay? Or should it be based on actual happenings but it was an interesting yeah. conversation that they had huh. now if i knew how it ended in class it'd right. be a lot yeah, better yeah. but i don't yeah. so
1: what did, what did they call? <laughs> because you could say that about a lot of you know historical events i mean <laughs> should we not
0: right yeah i guess i need to call her teacher
1: how did that right. end <laughs> right
0: <laughs> <laughs> but she graduated so they don't care oh, anymore yeah. i'm sure they're done. they're done yeah so um my story the tattooists of auschwitz um, by Morris was really interesting. Um, and when I was a kid, I used to read lots of different, different historical books about the Holocaust and, uh, the tattooing was always a fascinating thing for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in many, many of the stories about people in concentration camps, you always have the stories about the people who choose to do work for the SS. And Mm -hmm. so they are in a sense, traitors to their own people. Right. right? And so this man who was um, asked to be the tattooist Mm -hmm. through circumstances felt that same thing felt like he was going to be seen as a traitor to his people because tattooing on Jewish bodies is forbidden. And so he was defiling their bodies every single day. And And so he was not just working against his people, but he was doing something that was essentially a taboo. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, what was interesting about the book was that he said that the first thing he said, what I am going to do is survive. Mm -hmm. And so the whole theme through the whole book was he understood when he was making compromise, but his entire purpose was to live. And so how do you how do you fault somebody who's in a situation like that, whose entire purpose is to live? Right. I mean, that's right. rough. Yeah. 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 So it was, while I was reading it, I was thinking, okay, this is a story, but it's a true story. Mm-hmm. And there were times when I thought, okay, this is way too much of a, a love story. Okay. But then I was thinking also, I don't understand what's going on. I think that, um, mm-hmm. Because it's somebody's recollection of how their life was, there's going to be parts that are embellished and then parts that are less clear. Yeah. And I found myself stumbling on some places, not understanding exactly what was going on. And it could just be that's how this person wrote it, or that could just be how it was remembered. But there were a couple of times where I was like, well, how did we get here? You know? yeah. which I suppose if I went back. Mm-hmm. I could sort it out. Right. But I'm not going to go back. No. I'm okay. I'm done with not, that book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What did I think of it? I actually wrote it down because I, I had prior notice, right. yeah. unlike That's... some people. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I particularly remember because of what Matilda was discussing mm-hmm. all the time during her last semester <laughs> was um, how hard it is for our brains to even comprehend what's going on, we understand the words, mm-hmm. we understand the situation, but could we ever understand what's going on? You know, does that make sense?
1: Maybe. What?
0: So I have never had this much abuse or right, right. or um, horrible situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can understand the language that's being used right. and I can imagine what it would be like, yeah. but I can never actually understand how you react right. and how these things affect yeah. you. Yeah, And no, so, that, yeah, that
1: makes sense.
0: Yeah. So, so I, I totally understood everything that was happening in the book mm-hmm. and I could, you know, I felt sad and I felt mm-hmm. relief whenever right. it was, you know, thrown at happen. me. Yeah. Yeah. But it occurred to me that, Regardless of how I feel about this book, the reality is is this is the life that they lived. Mm -hmm. And I will never understand that. You know, I will never be able to feel about it the same way they feel about it. I just can't. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: It makes sense. I mean, I wonder, because then that makes me wonder, like, you know, because I listen, I I read a lot of horror. Mm -hmm. And so there's like, you know, totally horrible, awful things happening to people. And and like the you know is the the impact of the book or the effect of the book or whatever like is that related to like how much you can put yourself in that person's shoes? Well, I mean, but 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 then you know for like you know it's this situation you can't I mean because you can't because you've never been there and right. you don't know what's going to happen. But you can so you can imagine you say oh yeah. I would like totally, you know, escape this right. dungeon or right. whatever. Yeah, and this is how I would do it. Or well, you,
0: know. you weren't here for this conversation, but this is very that. What you just said, mm-hmm. I would escape this dungeon or whatever, is oh, right. very much like the. Um, what was that one that I read? That was a domestic thriller, a behind closed doors. Oh, okay. So in that one, I had the same thought. Well, mm-hmm. slightly different that. I I find it very hard to believe that this is happening. You know, I find it very hard to believe that this person could not remove themselves from this situation. I I personally don't think I would be in that situation, which in a horror movie, you know, in the Jason movies, you're like, don't go, (laughs) you know better, you're the one that's going to die first. Yeah. Yeah, So just having that pop culture (laughs) (laughs) reference. But in actual historical situations where these events happened, Mm -hmm. you think about the genocides in Africa and and you think about what's the the turmoil Mm -hmm. that these cultures are are facing on a daily basis. And we are very lucky Mm -hmm. that that's not part of who we
1: are and
0: and how we have to live our lives. So, yeah.
1: Anyway, that was deep. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Lots to think about.
0: (laughs) Well, the other thing is that what could happen now in our lives that would would be our type of historical remembering of of a horrible activity i mean there's there is nothing in our current situation that is is ever going to be an equivalent. I mean, the entire concept of never forget where we should never have to do this again. Right. I wonder, after a certain amount of time, if that's going to go away and we'll have to do a never forget for a new thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as powers change and as different types of people Mm -hmm. take over and they have a different mindset about
1: what is it it that is important? You know, is war important or is peace important? You know? Yeah, yeah well and even like you know so 911 happened but we're over here and again i mean you're still like that's close and you're still like thinking like all these people and right. like yeah i don't know
0: yeah Ooh. and i think too with 911 that it was an an instance mm-hmm. as opposed to a long drawn long, out right. systematic kind of oh yeah a, genocide yeah yeah it yeah. was a,
1: yeah.
0: a a terrorist attack right. which was you know what is it um what are they that blitzkrieg kind of thing where you go in and, and blow right. something up yeah, and make yeah. as much damage but you're, you know you only get one shot mm-hmm. right whereas an entire yeah population right is yeah, yeah i don't know i'd hate to think that that could ever happen again nah. <laughs> let me let me just bring it down okay <laughs> <laughs> was a nice day all of a sudden it sucks today today sucks (laughs) yeah so um i would recommend that book uh, very much even though there were parts that i didn't feel like i was keeping up i i think that had to do with me not Mm -hmm. the book um what i did enjoy um was hearing about the actual person at the very end so you know, at the end, when you have the historical novels, they, oh, they talk oh, about the okay. actual person and, oh, okay. and how this book came about. And so this person, the author, met with the the character, the main character, the tattooist, mm-hmm, to uh, hear his oh, story. Okay. And so it was that part was very interesting oh, to right. me, where she so went to his house. So it was actually
1: based on. Oh, it, okay. Yeah,
0: it was actually based on a real person right. and his real situation. Okay.
1: And and
0: his real situation was an interesting one so mm-hmm. i don't know enough about the history of it to know mm-hmm. how much of it is embellished to understand how much of it is impossible to have happened right. or how much is is just the rememberings of an older guy yeah you know yeah. um but i i understand that the sentiment the mm-hmm. feelings of what was happening what was going on i think that was all it, it resonated with the things that I do know about the history. So, it was it was a good book, but it was it's not a happy book. No. Although it is a happy book, that's weird. Oh, okay. I mean, because his life, he lives. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Oh. Yeah, but he wrote, yeah, book, wrote, so. yeah, he wrote the book, so <laughs> not yeah, a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> but he lives, and yeah. so his his decision to live, mm-hmm. he managed. Yeah. And so, I don't know, is that good or bad? It's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> living, living through that is good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, have you read anything else lately that you'd like to tell me about?
1: Well, you were talking about, you know, the that it was, um, the book that I'm reading is not a happy book okay. currently. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for uh, page turners at the library book. Um, And we're getting ready to discuss it. It's There There by Tommy Orange. And it's a really good book. I've actually already read it before. And it's about it's set in Oakland, California. Um, It's about um, basically urban Native Americans. Um, And it's a bunch of different characters. Some of them are in different parts of the country. Some of them are in Oakland. They all have different um, backgrounds and experiences, and they're all coming together to attend this powwow um, for different reasons. And some of those are good reasons, and some of those are not-so-good reasons. And um, it's just—it's told— like each chapter is one of the characters. And so you'll, you kind of have to keep track of how the characters are related to each other, because as the story is being told, some of these characters don't know that, you know, some of the other characters in the book are either related to them or are going to be present in their life. You know, when this powwow comes around basically, but it's, it's a, it's, it's a quick read. It's not an easy read. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with um, information, kind of a basic history of, you know, the Native American experience. And um, there's an interesting description. It's talking about the Indian head, you know, the TV, the sign off thing. You're um, just talking about the image of the Native American and then the specifically Um, natives that are living in the cities because that's a completely different thing. And so just the very, another, another very interesting book. I learned a lot. Um, There's some historical stuff in there because one of the characters, um, when she was a child, her mom moved her and her half sister uh, um, out to Alcatraz because they, this was a thing that happened. the, um, um, they took over Alcatraz. They were going to try and, you know, create a new, basically a new society or government or, or something. And it didn't quite go the way they had planned. Um, And I actually want to, you know, read, read up a little bit more on, on that because it did, it was something that happened and would have been like in the late sixties, early seventies. And yeah. So it's just a, it's a, it's, a, it's a good book, but definitely um, uh, not a happy one. So it's,
0: it's worth reading, but it's not something you should approach when you just want light and airy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So I read something that was fascinating. Okay. It was um, Word by Word. Okay. The Life of a Lexicographer. Wow. <laughs> she, she writes for the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Wow. <laughs> It was, fascinating. was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. She, it was hilarious because she was just talking about Stemper, is her last name. Uh, Corey Stemper, I think. Okay. She was talking about um, being extremely into English, understanding of herself that mm-hmm. she wanted to know English really well. <laughs> and so she was looking for opportunities after school to figure out where can I work where. I can explore English as deeply as I want. Wow! Mm -hmm. And so she decided to go write for uh, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and has been doing it for years and years. And she goes through all kinds of different scenarios about different book or different words that have been added or taken away Mm -hmm. from their dictionaries. And she has an entire chapter on "irregardless." Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's and, a great one. Yeah, and then <laughs> she talks about the uh, dictionary being utilized in pop culture, like mm-hmm. it was used because they they reviewed different definitions after a certain amount of time just to make sure that the word is being oh. defined as it is being used currently. Right. And so the Colbert Show actually used the dictionary to pull up the definition of marriage because it had changed mm-hmm. to include uh, same-sex marriage. Oh, okay. And so she went on and on forever about how uh, there was a huge write-in campaign um, about how they have changed the word marriage to make it okay for same-sex couples to get married. And she's like, it's the dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) it's not a law book. But she said they received thousands and thousands of messages about that change for the definition. And it's like, she also said that the um, Supreme Court will defer to definitions of words as they are used currently in dictionaries Mm -hmm. for when they do their language on whatever ruling they have. And so they have many times pulled the, um, well, Black's Law Dictionary Mm -hmm. But many times different editions of the merriam-webster and some of them prefer the third edition some of them the ninth edition and so it's interesting that you know you would think you would always for legal purposes Mm -hmm. want the most current dictionaries Mm -hmm. definitions of what those words are for a contemporary person to Mm -hmm. understand the meaning behind them but they like the definitions that are in these other dictionaries and so they keep those dictionaries on hand isn't that weird yeah I I was thinking that um well it's a little self-serving right. that one right there right <laughs> yeah, yeah but it was fascinating and mm-hmm. she went on and on about how over the course of the years she has um, developed into an extreme um, case of a lexicographer because she will if she sees any kind of language use that is that is um, an example of something she's researching mm-hmm. or something that that ticks her brain and says right. oh this is different than anything we've seen before she'll stop what she's doing and take a picture of it okay. or she'll tear the label off of something and take it into work and share it with her co okay. <laughs> huh. that would be so fun uh, yeah but at the same time not kind of maddening exactly yeah. Yeah. i think you have to be a certain amount of um because when you go to the work there, there's two floors. Mm-hmm. The first floor is customer service, where you have actual interactions with people and you deal with any calls or emails mm-hmm. or whatever. The second floor is definitions, where it's <laughs> nobody talks, Right, you're doing your research, <laughs> yeah. and you, you're just looking up words. And she spends her whole day reading different types mm-hmm. of material to see the way words are being used contemporarily. Huh. Contemporarily? Temporarily. <laughs> interesting <laughs> so she works upstairs okay no talking no. Yeah. yeah yeah and she said that if you talk up there oh. you scare people oh because you shouldn't be talking yeah. at all all right the only one who does the talking and it's usually in a closed door is the pronunciation person who's who's putting in the pronunciation of the words in the dictionary mm-hmm. and so if there's a question on how it's Pronounced, right. They will go around to each individual in the room and ask okay. them to say the yeah. words so that oh. they can write down how they pronounce right. it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what a job, right? Yeah. But she was talking about all the things I care about in terms of words and mm-hmm. roots and, and where okay. they come from. And, yeah. And, but I mean, that's my background, it's all words. Right, okay. So it was fascinating for me, and I listened to it in my car. Oh, nice. So Lydia was listening to it with me, mm-hmm. and it was good enough that she wanted to know what happened when she wasn't oh, in the car. So okay. nice, all right. Yeah, so it's got good, a, good. an 18 year old recommendation oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but that one was word by word. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was oh, pretty good.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what else is going on? <laughs> Did I mention summer reading? I think you did. Did you have any reminders for people? Um, No, but there's still time to sign up for the reading challenge. And all of the events are free and open. You don't need to sign up for those. Um, Some people think that they got to do, you know, both, one or the other. um, But you only need to sign up to get prizes, basically. So sign up for the challenge for prizes And then come to whatever events you want Um, yeah
0: very cool I also um, I guess I could do an update about our well not our but I have been um, attending the small business boot camp oh and um, so one of the books that was recommended in one of the previous classes was called tribal leadership and for anybody (laughs) out there it's not um, Lord of the Flies okay okay (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole different kind of leadership there. (laughs) But it is all about understanding where you are in your growth toward a um, organizational culture. Mm -hmm. And that the way that it presents itself is that you are trying to be part of a group that supports itself and each other. Mm -hmm. And you are not trying to be an individual That just works with people. Right. Right. So that whole concept of tribe and being a part of something bigger. I enjoyed learning about it. Mm -hmm. I also enjoyed deciding where I fit in this chart. They offer a chart that shows you zero to five where you are or one to five, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it identifies Maybe you need to do X to get to this next step. And so that was interesting. And um, obviously there's work to be done.
1: (laughs) There's always work to be done. I've got so much work.
0: (laughs) Well, it was, it was, I don't remember if I mentioned it last time, but we made a visit out to the Hillsborough Public Library. to talk about their concept of no more silos, which Becky and I had attended at the WLAOLA conference. Uh, And I was inspired to hear, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you work in a situation that has always had barriers, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. very distinct
1: categories? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And how do you remove all of those barriers and and still have a solid – efficient and effective workflow mm-hmm. you know I, I can understand different people working in different areas right but what i needed clarification on was how do you maintain the most effective and efficient workflow right and so i i learned a lot and that tribal leadership is very mm-hmm. similar to that okay. where you have the the fewer barriers and the big you know, let's support each other kind of right. thing but it's definitely a work in progress yeah which you're going to help with, too. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, right? <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. I mean, yeah. it's always great. Yeah.
1: So, Progress. Onward and upward.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, um, I guess,
0: do you have the date for your finale picnic that we can throw out there right now? Yes. Okay.
1: That is Tuesday, July 30th. Okay. I'll
0: pull out my calendar just to double check.
1: Yes. 6 p.m. We have the alphabeticians coming up to perform, uh, to provide entertainment for the evening. We'll have our usual hot dogs and snow cones, and um, it'll just be, you know, another fun night on the library lawn. It's a great, you know, community celebration. We invite everybody it's just usually the, we. I mean, we always luck out with the weather, and it's just a nice, you know.
0: It's fun, yeah. It is. Yep. It's fun, yeah. And uh, you can see Jennifer out there introducing the band and welcoming probably, everybody there. Yeah. And and if I'm there, I will probably be serving some kind of food.
1: Probably. <laughs>
0: And I will probably have my children serving food yes, too. Yes. Because <laughs> everybody needs yes. to help. All hands on deck. Yep. <laughs> so um I guess what we need to decide now right. is what are we going to read for next time? Oh. So I have my list. Sure. And um you go ahead and pick since you're our pinch hitter guest. So what have you not done yet? Um, are you so we haven't done this one? Okay.
1: Um, this actually, one. this would be really fitting for oh, summer be. reading. Yeah. So if we picked a Nebula Award winner, right? That
0: would be yeah. perfect. Because can you tell people what Nebula Awards
1: are? The so Nebula Award winner is it's science fiction, mm-hmm. right? Correct. This wasn't a quiz, by the way. <laughs> <It> was just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It is science fiction.
1: I, yeah, I I, like, I am so brain dead that I'm not con-
0: We'll give you leeway entirely. Because, because your brain is absorbing some reading. But I know it has something to do with space. Yes, well, nebulas do for sure. Yeah. Speaking of space, if you have not gone into the um, gallery at the library, you really should because there's space-themed walls uh, with all of the different books that are available to read into the collection. Mm-hmm. And uh, while you're there, go ahead and register
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Mark. Mark did a great job on our murals again this year, and we're still getting. I think we've got most of the books up on the wall. I'm still getting the little labels there for them. So I'm on a time crunch because I got to get them there before kids start reading them in, which should be Monday, right? Um. No. They yeah. Need... Well. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday. Wow. Ten days from <laughs> Friday. From when... Weekends count. That's right.
0: I was thinking business days.
1: Yeah, no, not business <laughs> Kids, days. Kids, it's only business days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I am looking at the list of nineteen or 2000, ninety-nine two thousand nineteen Nebula Award winners, and there are some pretty fantastic options. So and it doesn't have to be two thousand nineteen, it can be any A winners. Nebula, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Present and past. Yes, but there are quite a few things to choose from, so if you uh, are very, very interested. It's science fiction and fantasy, yeah. so fantasy, I guess, is covered in there, too. Right, and um, if it wasn't mentioned, it's a sports, or sports. <laughs> it's, a, it's a space theme. Universe of stories. Wonderful. Yes. Cool, good all right well so uh thank you jennifer i can't thank you enough for standing in and and as an update um becky still hasn't found booker um so she's still out there looking and uh i might wander out and see what's going on um but i appreciate your instant willingness to come participate Tell me, jump, and
1: I say, how high? <laughs> it was. I get to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was exactly, exactly that.
0: <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, it was funny because she opened the door so fast to come that it almost <laughs> fell off the hinges. She's I think i so they, excited. I think they fixed that door. You know what? It slams. Walked, oh, I know. I walked out. So, as a little a little background, our staff door to our parking lot, um when it gets hot, it faces directly into the sun. So when it gets hot, it expands and for years mm-hmm. we have had to yank it open in it's the gotten afternoons. Worse. Yeah, and so
1: I two to weeks throw ago, my body against
0: it just to open it. Yeah. yeah from the inside. Yeah. From the outside, we couldn't even open the door. Really? Yeah. we Three of us tried. <laughs> and we, well, that's when we had to call you. We had to ring the doorbell and you oh, came and let and us in. I, I threw
1: yes, myself Exactly. The door. Yeah. Because yeah. we
0: could not open it yeah. at all. And so, you know, you're used to pushing as hard as you can to get out. And now it just flies yes, open. Yes. But if you just let go of the door to let it shut on its own, mm-hmm. it just goes Wham! I know. I feel bad for the person sitting by the door. Well, not just that, but it scares the crud out of you because it slams hard. It's like, I don't know about that. (laughs) That's too much. (laughs) You fixed it too much. (laughs) Next time fixing It is much better to yes. be able to get into work yeah, that's, yeah. without having to go right. around yeah. the building. That's fantastic. So yeah. that's thank you very much. Yes. Facilities. That's yes. awesome. Yes. Um, but you do need to make sure you're aware of shutting the door yeah. now. Which,
1: now I don't have to put all my stuff down before <laughs> I can, you know. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that um, by the time um, the door starts to, to close a little more easily, we'll be so used to it closing hard yeah. Yeah. that we're being super careful so yeah all right well we have our nebula award winner to be our next book and we have summer reading brain yep so we're set we are yay all right so that's gonna be it for us today this has been your shelf or mine yay
1: with (laughs) elizabeth and jennifer yay we'll see you next time (laughs) bye (laughs)
0: Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine donated by KLOG, Cooking Country and 1015 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and Your Shelf
1: or Mine. Josh said I was very low. Hello. I'm a low register. A low so hello. can you go? I can go very low. <laughs> <laughs> In limbo
0: too.